hello to you. And thank you so much for tuning in. I am new to this, new to having a podcast. In conversation with people, I have been referring to (laughs) what I'm doing as my quote-unquote podcast because it's been hard for me to say, hey, I'm doing a podcast now because it feels weird um, to say that because I feel, you know, some some of those beliefs are, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm just kind of doing it. Um, But, you know, I am technically doing it. So it's okay for me to call this a podcast, no matter if it's in the beginning stages and it still feels very, uh, I guess, kind of like maybe shaky. Um, It's still happening. So um, (laughs) I just want to reintroduce myself because I feel pulled to do that. Um, My name is Bethany V. I live in Los Angeles. I came out here primarily to act and do comedy and perform in general. Um, I've lived here now for seven years. It's seven years this month, this month of May. But it feels so bizarre to even say that because what is time anymore? Seriously, everything is so weird um, timing-wise, right? Because we don't, we're just like not opera. I mean, time is still happening. Time is what it always has been, if you will. But now it's just very bizarre because we don't have schedules like we did. So timing feels really, really fucking off. Um, Just this past week, they started very, very slightly opening up certain businesses in a very cautious and safe way. Um, But the limitations that we're going to have that are, you know, going to last for at least another few months... um, And the general feeling around that, I know for a lot of people, and especially for me, um, is, is this actually ever going to end? Because we can read articles and get information and conclude things for ourselves, but this feeling is is real. Because truth be told, we don't know what things are going to look like in a few months, if restrictions are going to continue to lessen, or if they come back in full force again because these are all possibilities they are and I have found myself clinging to certain notions or hopes about you know like concretely what things will look like and that's fine to do that it's only natural but the facts are that we don't truly know we never really know because that's the nature of life right? The the notion that the only permanent thing is change is so pertinent to our existence at this moment. And this idea isn't new, but we are living in a widespread, openly, in-your-face, uncertain time. And look, we have to surrender. We have to surrender to these circumstances. We must remember that we can only control our own behavior And we get to choose how we want to show up in the world. And by the way, that sentence that I just said, that we get to choose how we show up in the world, 
I, I know that that now exists in my, in the forefront of my thoughts because I actually just finished about a week ago, um, Glennon Doyle's book, Untamed, which by the way, if you're listening to this and you've never heard of Glennon Doyle, please, for the love of God, look, look, research, look at this woman, follow her on Instagram. She's got so many videos out there. She's got a couple of books. The book that I'm just referring to, Untamed, is so fucking special. And, you know, like a lot of, you know, thought leaders and and, and, and motivational speakers and, you know, all of these people, some people don't resonate with everyone and that's okay too. Um, but Glennon has been such a huge uh, part of my self-help journey just in the last month and I just can't speak highly enough of her. Um, so I'm just going to repeat that again, you know, we can only control our own behavior and we get to choose how we want to show up in the world. I know it's difficult to fully accept reality because it's painful, but, um, but deep acceptance literally is what is going to kind of release us and set us free at this moment. Um, I'm going to share with you, I'm going to share with you guys some of my limiting beliefs um, that I have had. Actually, I want to, I want to go back because here's the truth. I had, there was... <laughs> I'm going to go back to the sentence two sentences ago because I had something else written down that I forgot about and I have my notes here and I missed out on something. So here's what I was saying and I just want to finish this because I think it's important. I know that it's difficult to fully accept reality because it's painful, but deep acceptance opens doors for us where denial keeps us hiding in a closet because it gives us this false sense of safety. And safety in any form is what we're craving right now. And this is absolutely understandable. I want to share with you um, some of my limiting beliefs during this time. And one of, one of my main limiting beliefs just in the most recent of times, and this is primarily subconscious, and and I know that, but I know that I've but I'm very aware of how I've been operating from this. Um, because again, we can know things rationally, but what are we really deeply believing in our core, you know? Because that's usually what is kind of driving us. At least somebody like me who is oftentimes led by their emotions. But look, no matter how you cut it, you know, we are operating from a place of our deeply internalized beliefs that typically stem from childhood. So one of my main beliefs that I've had recently is that I cannot receive the love or support or that I can't really have fun or cultivate joy during this time because I can't physically be with a lot of people in my life right now. And we all know that nothing beats real, true, conscious, present, physical interaction with other humans. We know this. That is why we are feeling, a lot of us anyways true deprivation at this time and it makes sense and it's fully understandable however 
This is where we really need to rise to the occasion and say, okay, I need to adapt in order to thrive better in these current circumstances. What does that mean for me? What does that mean for you? Um, my main and most damaging limiting belief, especially, is, you know, we've, we've had these Zoom meetings. And there are online courses and online interactions. And I've known that these things are there. And yet I have not really been utilizing them for some reason. Okay. I have this huge part of my brain that tells me that I need to be handling this stuff on my own because it will make me stronger. And at the end of the day, we're all truly alone anyway. So why would I drag other people or friends into my own ruminating mental cycles of worry, concern, deep emotion? I should be able to really figure this out on my own. And this is a deep subconscious belief that I've had for a long time, but especially recently. And it's so interesting because it's been coinciding with my feeling of also deprivation and the longing to connect with people and to be seen and heard and loved. Do you see how these two ideas contradict each other though? It's like, there's got, there's got to be a middle ground here. Um, my conclusion with this battle of thoughts and feelings is that I, me personally, Bethany, need to allow myself to reach out to trusted loved ones and share what I'm feeling, even in my impulse to diminish what it is that I am feeling. I need to permit myself to share and connect with others. Also, we share our thoughts and feelings with people who we love and trust. And, or rather, when we share our thoughts and feelings with people who we love and trust. And Trust is a necessity here because not all people are going to be able to provide a safe and non-judgmental space for us to share. We learn this the hard way, oftentimes with family members who may be a bit toxic for us. And we learn this even with friendships sometimes. You know, some people do not have the tools themselves to be able to hold space for others. But if we look to those that we know can hold space for us, it's important right now to make it a regular practice, even if it's just once a week. Um, so if we share our thoughts and feelings with those who we love and trust, it builds, it builds that feeling and it builds that comfort and it builds that confidence, you know, and that remembrance that we really aren't alone and that we really aren't doing these things alone. Yes, we are physically alone sometimes, but if we choose to stay in that belief that we are alone, I mean, how the hell are we ever really going to feel better? Do you know what I mean? That's why we have to be utilizing the people who we trust and love at this time just to share. You know, there doesn't have to be an end game, you know, and maybe Maybe the goal isn't to feel a hundred times better than you just, just by sharing. Cause you know, sometimes we share and we say shit to people who we do love and trust 
you know, and then maybe we'll get off the phone with them and we don't feel a hundred times better, but you know what? Something is still happening. I think even physiologically when we do share with people who we love and trust and it is a comforting thing. It, it's kind of like that. Um, it's kind of like that instant gratification thing. And it's kind of like sometimes with exercise, right? We do things, we do certain practices. We do things that are going to make ourselves feel good, whether physically or in our souls. And sometimes we don't always see those results right away. But I'm telling you, I really truly believe that when we open up and share our feelings, you know, no matter what they look like with somebody who we can love and trust, something really positive is happening to us in our bodies. And I think chemically, I believe that. Um, I don't necessarily have uh, scientific proof, but it's just something that I really believe. Um, Another thing that's so important is that we need to learn new ways to cultivate joy for ourselves, given the resources that we do have, even though they are indeed limited. Um, This is where we choose to adapt. For me, I have been actively not choosing to find new ways to have fun because I've been frustrated that most interactions have to happen through Zoom meetings. But here's the thing, you know, my choosing to stay frustrated about being limited to having online interactions keeps me in a level of denial about where we are right now. So I am in the process of actively accepting the reality of where we are. And right now, and I am choosing to engage in these resources that while they are not ideal, they are what we have. They are. These are what we have. And and look, here's the thing too. There are so many different ways to think outside of the box and get creative. Because the truth is, is that even during this quarantining period, we aren't necessarily barricaded to our homes. You know, it's one thing, of course, if you do have the virus, you know, then you are under, well, orders to to do just that for, you know, for two weeks. But the thing is, is that, you know, even with these limitations, again, remembering, it's just so funny to me how we, we know that there are still things that we could be doing, but on, but there, but there is this bit of denial that doesn't want it to be the case. So we're frustrated. So it's like, I know I can go to the park. I know I can go for a walk. I know I can do this, that, and the other, but we choose not to do it because we're, we're irritated about it. You know, we're, we're denying it. You know, I think that that is really perpetuating a denial that's not going to help us at this time. Things are already rough. We have to just utilize the resources that we do have because we do have some of the shit. We, we have it. Um, it's, yeah, it's important to recognize the little ways that we keep ourselves in denial because then we're able to see what barriers are holding us back. Um, I want to share, I want to share before I wrap up a few really specific kind of techniques that I either learned literally just in the past week or was at least reminded of from a close friend um, that when I heard it, something just clicked and it gave me this huge sense of relief. And to be honest with you, it gave me some tools 
to implement boundaries with my own emotions because if I don't, if I don't, I'm realizing this now, if I don't implement boundaries with my own emotions, I personally will be kind of in an overflowing well of emotions and I tend to stay in them operating from my emotions alone, which is not, um, it's not a very effective way to live. And to be honest with you, it's not super healthy for us, for, for us either. I just said us. Listen, it's really not healthy for us to stay in our emotions all the time. Um, it's so important to acknowledge these emotions, but it's so important not to let the emotions be driving the car. So, which brings me to my first example here, and this is more of an analogy. So just recently, about a month ago, I actually signed up with a life coach who I was um, really grateful to have met in person pre-quarantine, and then I started following her on Instagram, and um, I realized, I'm like, holy shit, this person is a life coach, and I was looking at some of the stuff she was posting, and I, th- and I was like, you know, I think this person might be able to really help me. I have been in therapy the majority of my life but I have never had a quote unquote life coach before. And I was, and I've been curious about having one for a while um, because I need more structure and I know full on that I am not able to do it on my own. So I wanted to implement a life coach. But anyways, one thing that she had said to me last week during our 60 minute meeting, because I was talking to her about all of my emotions, right? And one thing she said was, you know, think of your, think of your really intense emotions as yourself as a toddler or just as a young child, you know, maybe of the same gender or something, something that would represent you, but basically like kind of a toddler riding in the back seat of your car in a car seat and how they can, or, well, we all know toddlers and babies and stuff like that, you know, and, and they're known for throwing tantrums, right? There's no, there's no real boundaries when it comes to, um, a screaming toddler, right? Emotions are just going to run high. And sometimes that's what we feel like. We feel like, well, a young version of ourselves screaming and throwing a fit and how it's important to, acknowledge that small child inside of us who is feeling all of these things. By the way, just because we're feeling heavy emotions doesn't mean we're in necessarily a childlike state too. I just want to be clear about that. But if we're having a lot of intense emotions, we can use this analogy that it is a toddler throwing a fit in our back seat and how it's important that we are the ones still driving the car, right? That it's not that small child having these really intense emotions or having a tantrum driving the car. We can acknowledge that they're there. Um, We can give that small child love and be there for them, but we do not have to allow them to drive the car. Um, That analogy was very helpful for me. And, um, and I want to share a couple more, a couple more things that are more techniques. I reconnected, um, with a close friend of mine here in Los Angeles just in the last week. And thank God, because this is somebody who 
I really truly love and, and respect. And, um, and I was just, I, I called her on a whim, um, a few evenings ago and I just wanted to share with her what was going on with me. And I'm so glad I made that call. Something in my instinct just told me to call her specifically. And I'm so glad I did. And she answered the phone and she was able to show up for me and really hold space for me and the things that I'm feeling and, and thinking. And I was sharing with her all of the different emotions that I've been feeling. And of course the, the, the chemical changes that I've experienced recently, Um, because if you, if you haven't listened to the two previous episodes that I've recorded, you know, pre quarantine, you know, a month and a half, basically, um, pre quarantine, I started to wean off of my antidepressants with the help of a psychiatrist. Um, and I wanted to do this because I'd been on them for 14 years and I thought I want to give this a shot. Of course, I didn't plan to do this during, um, you know, this, this, this global period where everything is extremely tough and there's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a pandemic and, and, and whatnot. So there's a lot of all of these chemical things that, uh, have happened and changed within me. And, um, and just so you know, I have been very closely monitoring myself. I'm a huge advocate for medication. Here's the thing. If I feel like I need to go back on medication, you bet your fucking ass that I will. Um, but there's just something in me intuitively that said, you know, I've been on this for 14 years. I want to give this a shot. Let me see if I can do this. Of course, you know, it's, you know, these things are not to be done on your own. Thankfully, I, um, have been utilizing my resources and doing a lot of self-help techniques and whatnot. That being said, kind of like how I admitted before, I was not necessarily reaching out to friends over the last month, like not in a way that I could be, you know, sharing certain things. And that was just perpetuating more of a feeling of isolation and longing that that I was feeling that it's already so prevalent to so many people right now, given the life circumstances. Um, so anyways, I called up this friend and she was so lovely. And one of the things that she told me, first of all, I shared with her, I said, you know, I've been ass deep in in so much of this self-help stuff, but I've been doing all of this stuff on my own. And and I feel like I've just been constantly thinking about my thoughts and feelings of emotions. And I was like, I'm not even doing anything like fun for myself. I'm not even really finding ways to cultivate joy and fun. I'm like, how the hell? I'm like, this can't just be a constant ruminating process where I'm always so aware of my thoughts and my feelings. That awareness is so important. I, but I told her, I was like, but this is all I've been doing. And she said, she said, honestly, cause I was driving my car. She said, you need to go home. She said, don't think about any of this stuff for the rest of the evening, all of your thoughts and worries and concerns. And should I do this? And should I do that? Maybe I shouldn't be doing this or that. She said, just go home, take a hot shower. Um, She said bath, but here's the thing. I have a standing shower and it is what it is. You know what I mean? We're going to have to use it. If I have to duct tape my shower door shut and fill up my standing shower with water, um, 
I don't know why that's kind of a gross thought to me. I don't know. There's just something about, I just feel like you can't, those things aren't meant to be filled up. Okay. My, my point is, is that she told me, she said, go home and literally just take a hot shower, use, um, maybe use some scented oils or, or some lotions or just, just get down to the basics here and do some stuff that's going to make you feel good and watch something funny. Watch something funny. Don't worry about anything for the rest of the evening. And, and just her saying that, like it allowed me, it felt like she was giving me permission. And look, here's the thing. We don't necessarily need to, well, not necessarily. We, we don't, we shouldn't, we shouldn't. So all of these, all of these, these trigger words that I try to avoid using, we don't need other people to give us permission to do things for ourselves. But sometimes when we have the right people in our lives, they will say something to us that will um, ignite something that reminds us, oh yeah, I need to give myself permission to do something like that, right? Because I can't always be on the move. I can't always be um, in action and feeling like I have to be consistently in movement or learning or doing this or doing that, even when it comes to self-help, because self-help is so fucking important, but self-help is kind of all I've really been doing. And I haven't been doing anything for me to just like fucking relax or watch a funny show or just do something. So that's kind of where I've been. And she was like, go home, do this thing. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. But essentially what she had also said was, you know, when, when a feeling comes up, feel it, process it, then release it and then distract yourself. Um, and I just think that is so fucking wise because if we're not, first of all, again, we've got to feel the emotion. We have to feel it. Emotions are going to happen. We have to feel it. We have to process it. We can sit with it for a little bit of time. Um, sometimes it takes longer than others, but I've, I've found that what's best for me is when a feeling comes up to feel it and process it. You know, sometimes, sometimes it, it, it takes just a couple of minutes and then release it. And obviously you can write it down, write it. I mean, writing it down, keeping a journal is, is, is so, so, so helpful. Um, so if you've been considering journaling, please just start doesn't have to be this huge thing. It can, you can, you know, you can set a timer and write for, for two minutes, but feeling it, processing it, releasing it, and then distracting yourself, right? Going and doing something that will be fun or lighthearted, something that will cultivate joy, you know, that doesn't involve a lot of overthinking, you know, it could be, it could be coloring. They have adult coloring books, or you can just, you can just fucking color, but just anything Anything that, that will make you feel good. Um, you know, that will at least, you know, uh, align to your, your, your higher self. And, and only you can, can really decide what that means. And um, the second thing, and this has been extremely helpful to me all week since she told me this. But she said, you know, when that feeling comes up 
and she goes, and you know what feeling I'm talking about, but that, that really uncomfortable feeling or emotion or something that just takes us out of the present moment and really makes us feel some shit. And it doesn't have to come from anywhere specific. <clears throat> she said, put your hand on your heart and ask yourself, what am I feeling? And intuitively, you know, you'll kind of be able to sort of gauge, well, what are you feeling? Am I feeling loneliness? Am I feeling sadness? Am I feeling overwhelmed? Am I feeling angry? Right? It could be any emotion. And then asking you and then asking yourself, what do I need? And then this could really be anything. This could literally be anything, you know, like for instance, um, the other night, you know, I was feeling, I was feeling really sad. I was feeling really lonely. And I asked myself, I said, what am I feeling? And then I deduced, yes, I'm, I'm in fact feeling lonely. I'm feeling, um, sad. And then I asked myself, what do I need? And I said, I am going to go home because this is right after, um, one of my work shifts. I said, I'm going to go home and wrap myself up in blankets and find a fun, funny TV show and watch an episode of something like that and just be in that space. So this could look like virtually anything, but that is just to really give you an example. Um, and... I'm going to leave it I'm going to leave it at that for now. So wherever you are, wherever you live, whatever you're going through, just remember that the entire world is experiencing something very unique right now collectively, but also very unique individually, of course. But it is important to Again, feel those feelings, process the feelings, um, release, release them, and distract yourself with something fun, with something fun, because it's all moderation and it's all a process. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope... All of you, all of you are safe and healthy and doing what you need to really care for yourself at this time. I love you guys.